Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, Dr. C. Robert Jones. What that chirping noise? Today's date is March 16th, 2015, United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun. Wow, time it sure is flying. Um, April 6th through the, uh, let's see, April 6th through the... Uh, through the 17th, I'll be gone. I'm, I have a cruise coming up, a Southern Caribbean cruise. It's going to be um, 10 days, 14 days, something like that. 10 days, 10 day cruise. But I'm going down on the 4th uh, to uh, Miami. I'll leave here on the 4th and then I'll come back. I think uh get back that Sunday, the, the, um, the 17th or the 18th. But I won't be here. So uh, I'm looking for someone who may be willing to host a blog talk show who might be interested and who doesn't want to pay for it, but would like to try their hand at hosting a blog talk radio show. So hit me up if you're interested. Uh, you know, when I used to I used to have a cool mic um, 
come in and he'd 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 do the show for me whenever I was on a cruise or doing something like that. But uh hey, uh cool Mike is on moving on to other things, he's doing some other stuff. But if you're out there and you're interested, do give me a shout out. Uh my email address is US Marine the number one, US Marine one at hotmail dot com. Okay. So let's get on with this party. Okay, so Today's Monday. It was a great weekend. It's really hot here in beautiful Georgia. I'm in Georgia. Uh, sometimes I, I have a house in um, a townhouse in Old Town Alexandria. For you, uh, sometimes I'm there, and I have a place in Pembroke Pines, Florida. Sometimes I'm there as well. But right now I am in beautiful Georgia, uh, not far from Atlanta. Barack Obama. Let's talk about Barack for a minute. Just for a minute, he uh I guess he's been caught uh his his crew has been caught attempting to influence uh the elections in uh Israel uh so that someone who is more to his liking will be elected and who might see things the way that he sees them. Uh, there's no secret that uh he and BB don't don't see eye to eye on a lot of things. So uh, let's see how that turns out. It's uh, apparently going down to the wire. BB might lose. The Obama administration will feel happy about that. I will be upset about it because I like Benjamin Netanyahu. He's my kind of guy. And yeah, I'd like to stick it to Barack Obama with a Benjamin Netanyahu win. It'll help me feel better. But I don't think, I, I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully, uh, Netanyahu will pull it out and uh and, and squeak by with a victory. It's not looking good, but it's not looking all that bad. So, we'll see how it turns out. Uh it will be a nice feather in uh Benjamin's cap if he can um, you know, control um control uh, uh Barack Obama by um, you know, eking out another election because in just what 18 months Barack Obama will be gone BB will still be in power and hopefully God willing we'll have a Republican president but as President Barack Obama has cynically broken promises after promises after promises after promises often enough so that it's hard to believe that his cognitive functioning is so impaired that he ever thought he could keep most of them. He wouldn't, of course. He wouldn't. No, he wouldn't be the only politician to make meaningless pledges to get elected. Unfortunately, his October 28, 2005 promise to set about, quote, fundamentally transforming the United States of America, end quote, is one he has kept. He was elected Re-elected November 6, 2012, and I believe that the fundamental transformation from a free republic, the free republic that we have all cherished, will be irreversibly and permanently altered for, for, for all time, and that the country will then be hopelessly on the road to fiscal, social, and political collapse. Now, uh, some would say, well, Dr. Jones, that's that's uh, a little bit dramatic. It's a big stretch. I mean, what can one man do in the course of an eight-year run as president to fundamentally transform the United States of America to to, to to lead us down the path to ruin. Well, here's the thing. Being a student of history, I understand and I have studied a lot. And it appears well, you know, a well known a well known person, and I'd like for you to do a little homework here and, and figure out who this person is who said it. History doesn't repeat itself. But it does rhyme. Well, yeah, that's true. But 
Remember the greatest, the greatest civilization that has ever been is not the United States of America, not yet. The greatest civilization that has ever laid claim to such greatness as the greatest civilization on the planet was what? Rome. Ancient Rome. They were the greatest. They were the most powerful. They were the richest. They were omnipresent all across Europe. They dominated. And what happened? Decadence, amoral behavior, immoral behavior. They spread themselves so thin, financial collapse ensued. Rome is not even a shell of itself. You can't even say that Rome is a shell of what it once was because it's so much less than that right now. It's just a place right now for me and you to go and just kind of hang out, walk around, view ruins of what ancient Rome was like thousands of years ago. We'll go to the we'll go visit the Colosseum where, you know, the games were played. We'll walk around We'll check things out and we'll say, damn, is this what's going to happen to us? Is this what's going to happen to the United States of America? We're, all, we're less than 500 years old. Ancient Rome lasted for thousands of years and was, and was top dog, not just for a thousand years, not, but for thousands of years. They were top dog. Now, look at them. Is this oh ancient and ancient Greece? Well, throw them in the pot too. Look at them right now. Is America? Are we about to? Are we coming close? Less than five hundred years <laughs> to being extinct? To financial, social. Ruin? We've got men marrying men, girls marrying girls, then they're hiring someone else to have children for them. The family, uh, as we know it, is, is breaking down, and it's all good. Everybody loves it. You know, how long ago? It wasn't long. It wasn't long ago that Ellen DeGeneres had a, had a television show called Ellen, or the Ellen DeGeneres Show, yes. And in the show, the show was a big hit. It was a big hit, right? Who remembers that? Right up until the time she came out on the show. We had some lesbo thing happening. The show immediately tanked in the ratings and was canceled. Like that very season, it was canceled, done, over. Because we had not gotten to the point here in this, in this society, in the United States of America, where that sort of thing was going to play. Remember that? Now, you turn on the television, and like half the cast is gay, the other half is flaming. Not that there's anything wrong with that. They're in the sack together. They're kissing. They're fondling each other. Hell, uh, 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 <laughs> there's a show called Empire. Well, the season finale is coming up. And oh, I've already seen the preview. The two dudes are going to get down like a guy and a girl on a desk. And it's all going to be there. And it's all good. Not very many people are going to complain about it. One very famous and popular comedian came out against it just a few weeks back, Billy Crystal, who just so happened to play a gay character in a TV series. In fact, it's my understanding that he was the first actor to play an openly gay character in a television series. Does anybody remember the name of that show? But he has come out recently and stated that he doesn't want to be slapped in the face 
with two dudes or two chicks in the sack together. And since when did Barbara Gordon, Commissioner Gordon's wife, because as we know through the comic series and through the television series, Barbara Gordon was Commissioner Gordon's wife. But in the series Gotham, Barbara Gordon, who will later become Commissioner Gordon's wife, is swings both ways. <laughs> What's happening? What has happened? You know, and before folks go off and say, well, Doc, you know, you kind of sounding homophobic and, uh, you know, it's kind of weird and it's kind of it's creeping me out. No, no, no. Here's the thing. I just want to make a make a uh, I'm making a comparison as to the way things were once and the way things are now and how, you know, it's the little things. It's the little things that put put a lot of little things together and they become big things. We've gotten to the point in society where anything goes. Anything goes. You can do whatever you want. Remember that Nike commercial from the 80s? Just do it. Just do it. Not think before you do it. Not contemplate, not consider, just do it. You see, what we're seeing here with all the gay tonguing, you know, and, I, and sometimes I wonder, okay, did they hire these actors and say, okay, I need a gay actor to play opposite this other gay actor so they can kiss each other and not feel weird about it? Or would they hire like a guy like me as an actor and say, okay, look, we're going to pay you a certain, certain amount of money, and you know, would you have problems with a gay sex scene? Would you, would you have uh, – Mr. Jones, would you have problems with a gay sex scene? Uh, yeah, I don't think I could sell – kissing another dude if I wasn't gay. No matter how much money you dangled in front of me, I'd probably take it. Yeah, and I'd get there in front of the cameras, but I won't be able to sell a gay a gay kiss of another dude. I couldn't do it. It would be like just don't even just don't even hire me cuz you're not going to get what you want here. So what I what I'm saying here folks is this. This sort of thing is just a symptom and America, the United States of America, is sliding down a very slippery slope to becoming irrelevant. Our debt is unsustainable. Everyone knows that. But right now, okay, it doesn't seem as though we're sliding down a slope of decadence. Folks are talking about greed. Those fat cats, those one percenters, those people who have more than you have, they got that way off the backs of others. What about what about Rockefeller? Remember him? He made uh, at the height of his um at the height of his financial success back in the 1920s, mid 30s, just before he checked out in 1938. He was worth some $900 million. That's a lot of money in 1930s terms. Well, he gave away over $500 million of that before he checked out. Nobody talks about that, though. Nobody talks about uh, you know, how uh, uh, very wealthy people give back. No, folks are saying we should force them to do so because they're not giving it up fast enough. And what about Bill Gates? giving away almost half of his fortune so far. Folks aren't talking about that. No, they should do more. Give us more. Give me give me a new Cadillac, a new color TV, a new toaster, a new house. Pay my bills. Okay, so America is going down a slope that is unsustainable. And what we have here, folks, is we're like that that frog, that 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 toad. I don't like either of those things, by the way, frogs or toads. But anyway, let's just say a big old frog, 
you know, the big old, not, not, yeah, big frog. Take a big frog, put him in a pot of cold water, and he's just kind of swimming around in circles in the pot. I've actually done this, by the way. Don't you tell. And um, you turn the heat up gradually, very slowly. The frog's still just kind of swimming around. Well, I think you know what happens next after about five or so minutes. I think that's all it took when I did it. But it was a long time ago, and let's just call it curiosity and youthful exuberance when I boiled that frog. But nevertheless, pretty soon you'll find that the frog is belly up in the pot. That's what's happening to us. We're just kind of simmering a little. We're swimming around, and it's all great. We're still good. Yeah, there's some talk about uh, uh, $17 trillion, $18 trillion, $19 trillion in debt, but what's that? I I still put gas in my car. I still pay my, my mortgage. I still pay my car payments. Uh, I'm still eating good. So apparently this 18, 19 trillion in debt doesn't have anything to do with me. It's just, uh, you know, it's like, it's like, uh, well, well, you know, yeah, the debt keeps going up, but why don't, why am I not feeling it? You know, why, why, why is it not affecting me personally? And as long as it's not affecting me personally, it's the government's problem. Well, that's okay. Because I'm still eating good. I, I had shrimp cocktail just, just a half hour ago. I got some wine over here. I'm going to have that right after the show's over. And it's great. But what's going to happen, my friends? Boom. It's all going to come raining down on us. And it's going to happen quickly. You know why? Because it's happening now. But we're just simmering right now like that poor frog that I boiled in a pot long ago when I was very, very young and didn't care about such things. I wouldn't do that today. No, maybe I would, but I don't plan to in the near future. So I did... I did do it with a crab too, man. I, I like I like uh, Maryland blue crab, so I may do that with a Maryland blue crab because then I plan to chow down on it later on. But then, oh, hey, I'm digressing. So here's the thing: it's gonna happen suddenly, but it won't be sudden at all. Fundamentally transforming the United States of America. From a society where the majority of people live by the sweat of their brows to one where the majority live off the labors of a shrinking productive class. Yesterday, I was driving down Mall of Georgia Boulevard near the Mall of Georgia in Beaufort, and I noticed a dude wearing a, a, a he looked like a, a he's he looked like a giant pizza you know he, you know how those those puppet things you know you got the legs sticking out and arms waving the big old eyes you know like like advertising for this store down the street and then as i was driving down i saw a guy uh, twirling a um what appeared to be a cardboard guitar and he had like a mop on his head like 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 a like a rocker you know, and he was advertising on the corner, colder than hell, uh, colder than Arctic. Well, you know what I mean. And he was just kind of standing out there twirling the guitar for the um, new uh, 10 Lizzie's that we have on Mall of, Mall of Georgia Way. And I thought, wow, that's embarrassing. I wonder how much money he's being paid to do that. And would I do that? Is he getting paid minimum wage for that? He's got to be getting paid a pretty decent buck to stand out on the corner and just kind of wave around in that ridiculous costume. And a lot of you have seen like the Uncle Sam's 
costume, the Uncle Uncle Sam con- costumes that are worn when uh, around tax season. Yeah. So you, you, you have to wonder, damn. I mean, uh, does he wonder, does he hope that he's not recognized? But see, those people, I, I envy people like that. Yes, I do, because they're working. They're attempting to earn money honestly, even if they're standing out on a corner twirling a cardboard guitar dressed ridiculously advertising the local tin lizzies or the tilted kilt or the uh, the tax place, H&R Block, or wherever. They're just kind of standing out on the corner doing that, and when, when it gets hot, it's even worse. But – they're doing it. Somebody said, I'll, I'll pay you to do this, and the individuals didn't say, well, I'm not going to do that. Folks are working honestly, but the time will come where the government will say, you don't have to do that. You don't have to demean yourself and embarrass yourself. Come on down and apply for benefits, and we will take care of you because I believe as the government that what you're doing, standing out on the corner, twirling a paper guitar, dressed as a clown, is demeaning. That will be Obama's America. Here you see guys uh, in a dress and crown for Liberty Tax Service. Yes, we have that here too, Liberty Tax. So how does that happen? You go in, you walk in, and you say, hey, you know, uh, I'm here to apply for the, as the Liberty Tax uh, dude to get on the corner. How much are, how much are you going to pay me? I envy people like that. That shows character to me because they're actually going to do that, for, and they're going to get paid to do it. How many of us would have said no? No, no. You know what? I'll just uh, I'll just apply for food stamps. <laughs> you know, I'll just I'll just apply for food stamps and I'll stay home and I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to demean myself. Somebody might recognize me. My girlfriend might drive by. My mama. I can't do it. I don't know if I'd do it myself. I probably would, but uh, I've only had one job my whole life, so I mean, I don't know. But anyway. Obama will fundamentally transform America for, for, for from one where the American dream is a job, a home, a, a family, to one where the dream is food stamps, welfare, Obama phones, and government dependency. Because once you become uh, dependent upon the government, the government owns you, and you're at the government's largesse, and of course, the more the government brings you in – just when you're trying to get out, I just screwed up that um, that Godfather reference. But nevertheless, once they pull you in, the more of us the government can have on its teeth, the more powerful the government becomes. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. It makes sense because I said it and it's true. So – the cunning of Obama is not to be underestimated or ignored. The latest information we have about one of the things is, is Obama is uh, seeding. Have you heard that term, seeding? Obama is seeding this country for an illegal immigrant population takeover while diminishing the rights of legal citizens. His trajectory is one of overwhelming America with people who will ultimately change the nature of the country. Thus, the illegal aliens known as seedlings – I'm holding up the quote fingers, the bunny ears, so I should just go ahead and say quote seedlings end quote – will navigate, not assimilate, and will create a country within a country. All I can say is this. Well, I can say a whole lot more, but what I need to say right now, save yourselves. Black fo- you know what? And I'm going to say something right here and right now that's going to be offensive to quite some quite a few people. But I'm going to say it right here and right now. Black folks are making babies like rabbits. 
despite Margaret Sanger's effort to thwart that whole deal, black folks are popping them out. Guess what? Hispanic folks, they're knocking them out. You know, the only difference between the black folks and the Hispanics is the, the Hispanics, that most, for, for the most part, they marry the chicks. They marry the ladies. They, like, create families. And then they make, like, eight or nine or ten kids. And they all, like, live together in, a, like, a two-room house. But they're all together. They're pumping them out. But guess what? White folks? Uh-uh. White folks are, are knocking out one here, two there, another one over there. You know, remember that whole 2.3 children or 2.5 children? That's how white folks are doing it. Guess what? Uh-huh. You're kind of, according to the latest, the two, the, th- the three most recent censuses, you guys are going to be in the minority pretty soon. And there are going to be more Hispanics and more black people, even though blacks um, represent, what, less than 13% of the total population. They're sneaking up on you. Hispanics are going to soon become the largest voting group here in the United States and overwhelm both whites and blacks. So... My advice is for you white folks to start knocking out a few more children, a couple of extra. You know, like in the old days when you white people would produce maybe seven, eight, ten, thirteen children, you're gonna have to start getting back to that if you're gonna if you're gonna maintain a, a, a decent voting block. At the very, I mean, we're not even talking about family structure, but a decent voting block. You're going to have to start pumping out a few more kids. That 2.5 thing isn't working. You're falling behind Hispanics, and pretty soon you're going to be behind blacks, and you're going to be the minority in this country. Start knocking out a few more children, please, for God's sake. I'm only trying to be helpful here. Okay, I don't mean to offend anyone. If you're offended, you know, I'm really sorry, but you're going to have to start knocking out a few more children. Otherwise, you're pretty much doomed. You're going to be voted out of office, baby. Yeah, knock out a few more. All right, so on to the... (laughs) Yeah, mm -hmm. so uh, we're going to... With that said... We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. We'll be right back. News headlines for Monday, March 16th, 2015. Russia is marking one year since a referendum in Crimea, which its government said showed near 100% support for joining Russia. 
Days later, Crimea was formally annexed by Russia, prompting Western sanctions and contributing to fighting in eastern Ukraine, which is estimated to have left over 6,000 dead. Tom Barton reports. Events are planned in Crimea to commemorate what Russia called the return of the peninsula. The referendum and annexation received international condemnation, but the vote was neither free, fair, nor represented the pro-Ukrainian population in Crimea. In a pre-recorded interview as part of a program broadcast on Sunday, Russian President Vladimir Putin spoke again of sending troops to Crimea and even of preparing to put nuclear weapons on standby. But even as the anniversary day arrived, Mr. Putin hadn't been seen since March the 5th, with the Kremlin denying rumors he is sick or even dead. Tom Barton, Moscow. A 20-year-old man was charged with first-degree assault in the shooting of two police officers in the U.S. city of Ferguson, Missouri. Jeffrey Williams was protesting last week outside the Ferguson Police Department after the city's police chief, Thomas Jackson, said he was resigning. Patrice Howard reports from New York. Jeffrey Williams said he was aiming for another protester in the crowd following a dispute, but the bullets from his gun hit two officers standing outside the Ferguson Police Department, and now he's in custody. Police were able to track Williams down after community members identified him as the shooter, though Ferguson police say additional arrests could be made. The officers shot are expected to recover. This shooting once again adding to tensions on the rise in Ferguson since August, when a white police officer fatally shot an unarmed black teen. Patrice Howard, New York. Two more Australian military planes loaded with humanitarian supplies and personnel are on their way to cyclone-devastated Vanuatu. Arthur Stevens has more. Australia's Foreign Minister Julie Bishop says she hopes to visit Vanuatu in coming weeks. Vanuatu's president says the cyclone was a monster, which has destroyed or damaged 90% of the buildings in the capital, Port Vila, and has forced the nation to start anew. Baldwin Lonsdale says his latest information is that six people are confirmed dead and 30 injured from Cyclone Pam. He's appealed for international aid for the place he calls paradise. Officials in Vanuatu still have made contact with outlying islands and are struggling to determine the scale of devastation. I'm Arthur Stevens, Melbourne. American stock markets will have one event on their mind in the coming week when and if an interest rate hike is coming from the U.S. Federal Reserve. Wall Street is coming off a particularly choppy and uneven week in trading. For more uncensored news, views, and commentary, please visit our website at www.truenews.com. That's T-R-U-N-E-W-S dot com. Hello and welcome to Common Sense TV. I'm your host, the doctor of Common Sense, E.T. Williams. I am uh, located over here at the uh, Common Sense uh, Beatdown Facility. This is where we kidnap liberals beat the living hell out of them until we get them to think in some rational thoughts. There's nothing real cruel, no, not... We don't <laughs> Welcome back, folks, to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. That was my guy, T.C. Williams. He's hilarious. Catch him on YouTube uh, and uh, check out check out his uh, his videos. He, he is uh, hilarious. Not always on point. Well, almost always, but he is hilarious, and I thought I'd just play that little clip right there. I don't want to play too much of that. But, uh, yeah, so now we're back, and the show is about uh, is Obama crazy like a fox? Because, you know, he was touted as being like the, the most brilliant president to have ever taken office, the smartest guy in the room, the guy with uh, – I mean he was going to – walk on water folks were comparing him to to jesus christ abraham lincoln and even our guy reagan franklin delano roosevelt so wait a minute now he was compared to jesus remember that painting of him riding down pennsylvania avenue on an ass how appropriate on a donkey with a thorny crown on his head. Does anybody remember that? He was dressed like Jesus. And he was riding on a donkey. And folks were saying that he was the one, that he's bigger than God, he's bigger than Jesus, all of that. 
uh, he, he he's he he is a liberal version of of Lincoln. Folks were saying, and oh my God, how brilliant he is! So brilliant. He's he's he he knows more about foreign policy than his foreign policy, you know, all that stuff. And as it turns out, the guy is as dumb as a box of rocks. He can barely string a sentence together without. Uh, you know, screwing something up. He 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 relies on that teleprompter probably to bed uh, when when he beds down Michelle. He's probably got like the two prompters like on the bedpost on the opposite bedpost to tell him what to say when he's talking dirty to her. I mean, seriously though, folks, he's not like this genius we were told that he is. He he was he's been built up to be bigger than life, omnipresent, omnipotent, omniscient. That's three. That's that's three omnis: omnipresent, omnipotent, potent, omniscient. All of those. He was he was built up to be three of those. But lately, it's turned out that he's not all that bright at all, or or is he just fooling us? You've got to admire Obama's cunning and manipulation because, see, I think maybe his laziness, his lack of interest in the job, the 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 day-to-day governing, you know, like uh, for example, like an FDR would have done, or a Lincoln, or or Bill Clinton, uh, maybe even a Jimmy Carter, you know, actually. Rolling up, remember he had those. He, he would roll up those sleeves when he would go out, and he'd have his sleeves all rolled up, no tie, and like he was going to go to work. When, when he would give those 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 bloviating speeches, remember all that? Does he? He doesn't roll. He, you don't see him out there with those sleeves rolled up anymore. You know, he was supposed to go to work, but he he doesn't like actually working, and you know what? To do what he wants to do, he doesn't need to actually work because his idea of America is he wants to fundamentally transform America into something other than what we all know and love as our America. And he doesn't actually need to work with Congress to do that, which means he doesn't have to get on the phone and and talk to Mitch McConnell. He doesn't have to hang out – he doesn't have to to call uh, members of the opposition. He doesn't have to deal with Republicans at all because he's got a pen and a phone. And his job, his, his reason for being president is to change America into what he believes he and other liberals want it to be. And you can't actually do that by working with the opposition. Because Republicans are not mesmerized by Obama, never have been, and he knows this. So to try to get them on his side to do what he wants to do is is fruitless. It's a waste of his time. And now that he doesn't have uh, the House or the Senate, he's a, a normal guy who wanted to see America succeed. The way it is, the way we all love it, he would go ahead and work with Republicans and try to get some things done, try to shore up his legacy. You know, within the 18, 19 months he has left, he'd do that. But this guy has a very limited time left in office. He's not going to take the time to talk to Republicans to try to get things done. He doesn't have the votes in Congress anymore. He doesn't have the support he once had. Those first two years. So he's got to find other means in the last 19 months to get things done the way he wants to get them done. And you know what? Someone said, someone wrote in an article not long ago that this is when President Obama is at his most dangerous because he's only got a short time left. And a lot of his policies, a lot of the things that he's been successful at are now unraveling. There's a very good chance that Obamacare is going to fall flat with the Supreme Court this time around. 
a very good chance. There is an excellent chance that his um, his uh, uh, signing his uh, what's that called um, uh, uh, executive authority with illegal immigrants that that's gonna that's gonna backfire on him. The challenges have already put that on hold. So he's dangerous right now. He's like a he's like a, a rat, a big fat. Big eared rat, or maybe maybe a skinny a, a skinny uh, malnourished big eared rat, backed into a corner with a dude with a rat trap closing in on him, and he's gonna try to gnaw his way either through the guy or through the wall behind him. Picture Obama as a as a as a as a skinny rat with with, with sharp teeth and big fat ears. Got 19 months left. His his mojo is gone. It's gone. Most of his supporters are running away, fleeing. He's lost both houses. All he's got is that damn pen, which is still a very powerful tool. So is he mad, as in crazy? Or is he crazy? Like a fox. Cunning. Manipulative. He must be. Considering the implications of his his two-pronged attack on America. And all the while, Obama appears to be off stage. Never quite getting his hands dirty. This goes to the heart of my man and yours. Rush Limbaugh's theory about Obama, wherein people do not associate Obama's policies with what's happened and continues to occur in his country. And of course, with the mainstream media either ignoring or torturously dismissing common sense reactions, most Americans are unaware. They're unaware, or they're in deep denial about what's happening to this country, or they're like the frog. Yeah, Holgers, Holger Awakens in the chat room, great radio show there. Tell you what, his quote in the chat room is, and I quote, ISIS is a a direct outgrowth of al-Qaeda in Iraq that grew out of our invasion, end quote. No. Yeah. Yeah, no. You see, Obama has been suggesting that if we weren't out nation-building and meddling in other countries' affairs, then none of this would have happened. But... There's just one problem with that, Mr. Dumbass. I mean, Obama. What's going on right now in the Middle East has been going on for thousands of years. Since well before America was founded, well be- the Quran's been around for thousands of years, for a long time. What Muslims are doing to non-Muslims and to each other has been happening since well before the United States of America came into play. So nice try, Mr. Obama. At most, you might say that we have exacerbated an already volatile situation. But to say that what's going on with ISIS, remember that VJ team you talked about, ISIS, ISIL. To say that we're a direct cause of that, see, this is these, when when he says really stupid things like that, it kind of kind of makes me think: is this guy just dumb, or does he not know history, or is he just thinking that we're too stupid to know the difference? 
You see, that that's what that's what I'm concerned about. Is, is, does the guy think that we're just too dumb to actually do our homework or our research? Or maybe we don't know history. The common person just listens to what he said and says, yeah, yeah, that's right. I know there are a lot of black folks who are like that. They're like, whatever he says, it must be the truth because he said it. They're drinking the Kool-Aid big time. Yeah. Most rational people cannot understand why Obama sides with Muslims at every opportunity he can. Most folks can't. Most folks, most rational people can't understand why Obama bashes Christianity and sides with Muslim beliefs, literally takes sides. A president doesn't do that. Is this what our presidency has come to, by the way? Is this what it's come to? A president who sides with protesters? A president who sides with Muslims? He sides with – he doesn't – I don't know. I'm spoiled. I'm spoiled, and I'm spoiled rotten. And I'm spoiled rotten why? Because I'm used to a president, even President Bill Clinton, for God's sake, even Jimmy Carter, talked about America. The America, the beautiful. America, the great. America, the strong. America, even Jimmy damn peanut man Carter, who was a, a nu- who, who, who studied nuclear physics at the United States Naval Academy in Annapolis. Did anybody know that? The guy's brilliant. I'm talking about he's really smart. But nevertheless, he was the worst president in history next, uh, until Obama came along. But he's re- still really smart, and he's a fellow – Academy graduate like myself. But nevertheless, even Jimmy Carter, even Bill Clinton talked up the, about the greatness of America and how we are exceptional. Do you think for a minute that a Bill Clinton would have come out and said, well, you know, uh, I don't know. It's just, it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, is it fashionable or something to be the president of the United States and not have any leadership skills whatsoever? And not say, you know, what the protesters are doing, you know, uh, peaceful protests are just fine. But when you get out of hand and you start shooting police, authority figures, and so on, then that's drawing the line. Don't make excuses. Don't say protesters have a legitimate reason for protesting because they didn't. Still don't have a legitimate reason for protesting. We all know that the gentle giant, that thug, that hoodlum, even Holder couldn't help but, but speak the truth. The facts were there. So they don't have a legitimate reason for protesting, Mr. President, you moron. They don't have a legitimate reason. So to get on whatever television show he was on the other night when the two officers were shot and say that the protesters have a legitimate reason, but he doesn't care for the violence. I'm not quoting him directly. No, they don't have a legitimate protest because the dude was trying to take the cop's gun and he got knocked off for it. And thank God for that because he's gone. There, I've said it. It's out. It's done. I'm glad he's gone. One less hoodlum, thug, no good, nothing, taking up space on this planet. Bye. Good. You're gone. Sorry that the cop had to lose his job. He's probably going to have to find something else to do to feed his family and take care of his family. But I'm glad that uh, Mr. Brown's gone. Bye. Probably won't see him in heaven. So I'm not looking forward to, to that. But, hey, it's good. Bye. You're gone. 
So when Mr. Obama is on national television talking about protesters having a right to protest in Ferguson or in St. Louis or places like that over the death of Mr. of of the gentle giant, no. What kind of president takes his sweet time to tear down America and divide this nation? You know what? Here's the problem. We gave him the power to do that. We gave him the balls, the stones. We gave him balls as big as church bells to be able to get on television and say what he said. Because if the majority of the United States American citizens took umbrage with some of the stupid things he says and let him know it properly – Maybe he wouldn't go on these television shows and say the stupid things. But he got a pass with that thing in Cambridge in Massachusetts where he said he believed that the cop cops acted, quote, stupidly, end quote, without knowing all the facts. He got a pass for that one. He got a pass for the Trayvon Martin thing. He keeps getting passes for saying all these divisive things. If America had any balls, we'd take his nuts away by saying stop saying stupid shit like that. But we don't. Well, welcome to a Monday on the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. We are out of time. We got to get out of here. I'm going to go over to, I think Ken's on tonight, the exceptional conservative, Holger. I don't know if Holger has a show on tonight, but uh, Ken, Ken's, uh, Ken's on tonight. Uh, hopefully G-Ski will be on on Wednesday, so we'll check him out, uh, American uh, – uh, Airwaves America. So, uh, hey, folks, thank you for listening tonight. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. We're out. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. What do those words mean to you? To me, they say, thank you, America, for your strength, your courage, and for our freedom, which has been a beacon to the world for 200 years. Of the United States of America. Whose bright stars are 50 states, each bearing its own stamp of individuality. People, 200 million strong. People who have come to her from all corners of the earth. And to the republic for which it stands. A land of laws and an ingenious system of checks and balances that allows no man to become a tyrant and lets no group prevail if their power is not tempered with a real concern for the government. A land where the right of dissent and free speech is jealously guarded. Where the ballot box is the sword people, its wielder. One nation under God. A land where freedom of worship is a cornerstone of her being. A land graced with temples and churches, synagogues and altars that rise in profusion to embrace all the religions of the world. A land forged by the hot steel of raw courage, conformed forever by the awful crucible civil war, where man in pursuit of an honest life will not be denied his chance, where her citizens move freely within her vast borders without hindrance or fear, a land brimming with opportunity, where freedom of choice is the guideline for all. The courts of our land are open to all, its wheels of justice grind for All causes, all people. They look to every avenue for justice, every concern of the law, and they temper their reasoning with mercy for all.